Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Yes, it was very different. I feel like US is highly, highly produced. The Australian one is like a holiday. Like, here kids, go to Fiji. Here's your tickets. Here's your five-star resort. Let us know if you need anything. Snacks, condoms. Um, the US was tough. I feel like I'm ready to retire now. I'm, I won't be back. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It's Friday, November 18th. So you know that that means this is going to be this week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to give you a state of the game. We're going to give you those gains. We're going to give you those tids in Bachelor Nation news, all those parasocial plays, all those horrifying and exhilarating screams from the pit. Dwab. And the dwab, of course, yes. The dwab will be present in today's episode. But before we get to any of that, we have a very important message from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Grocery Store. And I'm Nick is a great one. And we're here to tell you about the greatest Christmas gift you can get your loved ones this holiday season. A subscription to the Game of Roses Patreon. Holiday season? You know, on my season. Okay, Nick, not now. I'm explaining the Patreon. We knew you were on The Bachelor. So you sign up, you get access to two years of bonus episodes with Pace Case and Clues, and they put out new bonus episodes every other week. You know, they do live shows, too. I don't even do that. And as much as I hate to admit it, they also have exclusive bonus behind-the-scenes content sometimes. <laughs> These holidays, do yourself a favor. Don't text your ex. Nick, come on. We know you got a book. Instead, just go to patreon.com slash game of roses. And just click a link, baby. Wow. Did you ever think we would have the great one and grocery doing a commercial for our Patreon? I can't believe they did that. You know, when you and I were sitting on your couch... Brainstorming the podcast. I never thought we'd see the day where we could get the great one and grocery store to do an ad for our Patreon, but <laughs> I can't believe that this happened. This is it's a next level for us. Thank you so much to Grocery and to the Great One for lending your vocal talents <laughs> to um that ad. Just truly a dream come true. So thanks again. And of course, we have uh, Game of Roses Christmas ornaments available now. You can find the links to that everywhere in all of our social media. And we have still our uh, pit hoodies that you can get in a variety of colors to represent your archetype. You could be a free spirit, light blue, a pageant queen pink, a villain black, or a professional navy. All available at our links. Click the link, baby! But now, let's begin this week in Bachelor Nation as we begin it every week with Game Game of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. 
We have long talked about these old sauce wars and how they are heating up. How every week now we are getting players actively contradicting the edit in Bachelor in Paradise Season 8. This week is no different. So we thought we would just go through some of the shots fired here in the sauce wars and really start <laughs> to break down uh, what is happening because now it's not just vague contradictions of the edit. It is specific contradictions <laughs> of exactly what was happening in the edit. It is blanket admonishments of producers overproducing the American version versus the Australian version. I mean, there is nothing anymore, I think, that the producers can keep the players from saying about their experience in Bachelor in Paradise. I think all the stuff we're about to cover is probably, as uh, Michelle Young would say, a contract violation. <laughs> Contract violation. Yeah, but it's happening. <laughs> I mean, it simply is happening. There's no way to stop it. Well, it's like, can you imagine if they went after one of them? You'd be like, well, what about all these contract violations? How's what I did different from what they did? And I would also, I don't know what the the nature of the contract is in terms of could they sue you multiple times? But I feel like if they did sue you, then it's the floodgate is completely open. You know, then you're just like, all right, fuck it. You want to play this way? Here, here's exactly what they did. Here's exactly how the show is essentially a lie. But nonetheless, let's get into this. So this week, we got Florence, the Australian player, comes out swinging with this Instagram story where she's talking about the difference between Bachelor in Paradise Australia and Bachelor in Paradise America. And she says very openly that the American version is extremely overproduced and she talks about how the australian version is like oh here's your keys to your five-star resort it's like really fun the the australian one because the producers set up this situation for you that is a fun situation whereas the american one is not that it is completely the opposite and she goes so far to say she would never go back on the show again as a result of this so this is not a again specific uh overturning of something that happened in the edit. It's just more of a general comparison between the American version of the show and the Australian version and essentially saying the American version is in quotes, much more overproduced, which basically means that the producers have tighter control of everything that's going on. Yeah. Scripted, essentially. Scripted. We also get Lindsay Wyndham this week. She did a Q&A on Instagram and she had some interesting responses to people. For example, somebody said, who was on your list for Paradise? And she said, I don't think I told producers any names, to be honest. They obviously use that against people and don't bring them out until the last day. Skull and crossbones emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very open acknowledgement that the producers will use your list against you. And we, many players have talked about this, including Colton Underwood. Uh, in his book, he very openly talked about how he had to use his list to try and game the producers to try and give him dates with Hannah Godwin in the beginning. Wait, I thought this was they were seeking revenge against her because she wouldn't provide a list. Oh, could be. That could be. If she didn't give them a list, they're like, fuck you, last day. But no, she did because... I think, at least from what I am understanding this to mean, wasn't it her and Logan that were on each other's lists? Well, she says I didn't tell them any names. I don't think I told producers any names, to be honest. So yeah, she must have been just on Logan's list then. And they're using her yeah. to come in late game to try and crack his relationship. But this is a player 
who just got fucking essentially used, abused, and discarded in mm-hmm. service of the producers trying to wreck Logan and uh, Kate Gallivan. And she's just coming out and saying, they obvious, literally, this is the quote from her Instagram story. They obviously use that, that being the list, against people and don't bring them out until the last day. She's openly talking about producing tactic. See, I thought that was saying the fact that she didn't give them the list is the fact that they used against her. Regardless, she is basically saying they seek vengeance on people who are not doing exactly what they want to do. Uh, We also saw her answer the question, are you and Kate really friends, though? She said, we talked a lot right before the show because we both knew we were coming in late. I haven't heard from her since, and she hasn't reached out. Logan did reach out and apologize, which I appreciated. So yeah, not anymore, LOL. That's a little more uh, gossipy type stuff. This isn't really about producing, but it is revealing at least player relationships before the game that we got to see play out however they are going to play out in the edit. But this is kind of the, the true nature of at least her and Kate Gallivan. And that they knew they were going in late. Like, they don't bring everyone in at the same time. Right. As I suspected. Right. Um, And she's also asked, would you go on BIP again if called? She says, literally never, lol. I realized I prefer (laughs) a guy without an Instagram, which I wouldn't find anywhere on that beach. I also have no desire to be any sort of influencer who moves to California and goes to parties and music festivals. I am a simple gal and want to stay in Texas perhaps Dallas, the source, I can visit my friends from Bachelor World in their cool cities. So she's kind of taking shots here at people who want to be influencers, which is everybody. I would also say she's... And California. (laughs) Yeah, and California, the land of influencers. The best state. The best coast, some say. She says she prefers a guy without an Instagram, and she's saying this on her own Instagram. And she's saying, I don't want to be an influencer as she's doing Q&As in her Instagram stories. So... I don't know exactly how you're reconciling all of that, but nonetheless, interesting information. She's a Texas influencer. Right, which is much different. You're, I mean, you're competing there with Madison Pruitt. I'll have you know. We also get something um, from Jacinia Cruz. This was a tweet. She says, there's a story behind my, in quotes, I had no choice but to comment, but you won't get to see that. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Crabs. She goes on to say, which is why I won't blame the viewers if they don't get it. Providing zero context or backstory for y'all truly makes this entire scenario so random. It is what it is. And this is in response to someone else's tweet that says, Jacinia, I'm sorry, but we didn't get to see any footage of you and Andrew. So we have no idea what your relationship was like. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. I mean, there you have it. That's literally Jacinia Cruz, one of the most important players in the current narrative arcs of Bachelor in Paradise saying essentially the producers fucked her in the edit. You don't understand this relationship Mm -hmm. at all. There's no context. Uh, Her saying I had no choice but to. You don't know why she's saying that. This is a 100% open face contradiction of the edit. Uh, This is on top of her other one where her pulling someone was used as a cliffhanger to the episode and then they just dropped it, never address it. And just vilify her for that, for that moment. Uh, we also saw a tweet from face player Justin Glaze. We talked about this a little bit on the recap episode, but he tweeted a three-hour conversation condensed into thirty seconds. A ponder emoji, a 
hand shrugging emoji, hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. And this is regarding Eliza flying to Baltimore. It makes a lot more sense because it seems like he's not really giving her a chance. Just like, nope, you flew here for 10 seconds. Yeah. But I mean, this is also true of literally everything on the show and everything in all reality television shows, especially Bachelor or Big Brother, anything where they're shooting basically 24 hours a day. Of course, things that occur three hours have to get condensed into 30 seconds. We don't have live feeds. Not yet. That'll be when uh, there's the Bachelor streaming service. They couldn't possibly do it because it's so overproduced. Right. But I would love a live feed. But yeah, this is just, again, an open contradiction of the edit from one of the most important players in Bachelor Paradise Season 8. We also get Andrew Spencer saying, the talk happened before I went on the date. Why would I change back into the same clothes after the date? Lol. And so he's revealing something here that's very interesting. If you're astute, if you look for these... Uh, visual continuity errors in the edit, you can start piecing Mm -hmm. together timelines for yourself. He's just helping us out here a little bit. I don't know that he's exactly contradicting an edit. He's just raising your awareness to something that you can see for yourself. He's changing the timeline. For sure. Because the order of scenes does matter in how much you're hating on someone for their course of action. As a little teaser, little entree, this is something that I became very aware of in Love is Blind. There are a lot of ITMs they use that are shot in that in the pod hallway on the set mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, California, but they're inserting those into late phases of the game when the players are like, oh. uh, you know, getting ready for weddings or like meeting the parents or whatever. And it's like they shot all that shit in L.A. That seems like a big error if they're not even. Yeah, it's very rudimentary producing. Very rudimentary. At any rate, we also have Genevieve Parisi saying, I feel for anyone coming in this late, this shit sucks to watch. Sad face emoji. (laughs) I mean, this shit sucks to watch. This is a show she's basically the star of. And she's tweeting, this shit sucks to watch. That is a hardcore (laughs) rebuke of the program itself that she is on. I feel like in, you know, previous seasons of Bachelor in Paradise or whatever, whatever season... The cast is meant to be promoting the show, Mm -hmm. not calling it shit or saying that it sucks. (laughs) I mean, that's a problem. The producers have a problem here. I mean, this to me is now beyond, I'm going to contradict my edit. This isn't even about like personal protection. Like you might be cutting me this way, but that I need to like fix this so that the fourth audience doesn't get mad. This is just her saying the show is terrible. She's literally the star of the show. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know how to like... This would be like if Ellen Pompeo came out and was like, Grey's Anatomy is a pile of shit. Wouldn't that be strange? (laughs) We also got a tweet from Genevieve Parisi. I wasn't leaving to get him to chase me. In real life, I would leave in those situations. So that is what I did in the moment. But as we saw, I was, in quotes, convinced to stay. It wasn't all a plan. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. This is contradicting the Clusian theory of this. But she also says, but as we saw, I was in quotes convinced to stay. Yeah, I feel like the convinced part is like... What's the quotes? I feel like that's implying that producers made her stay as opposed to Aaron. Yeah, I agree. We also got a tweet from NC Abedin. She tweeted, it had nothing to do with trust for me. My date was absent for almost two hours on our date. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. 
And we know that this is a tactic producers use. We heard uh, Kelly Flanagan talk about this on Peter Weber's season, that she wanted to see him and the producers would literally forbid her from doing so. They would hold her back. So they use this tactic, uh, I mean, pretty much in every season where they separate people that are in relationships, where they really start to manipulate who gets to spend time with who. And it also, you know, she got this complete fool, crazy woman edit from this. And it's like, I think part of that is because it looks like Jacenny is just talking to Andrew for a few minutes and NC is losing her shit. But it's like, oh, no, this was a two hour conversation. There was also, you know, we were I was going to highlight it in parasocial plays, but Brittany and Serene made this TikTok where they were respectfully telling everyone shitting on paradise to fuck off. And that's been deleted. Several right. of our parasocial playlists were deleted since. So there's definitely still some cracking down. There is some cracking down. And I think, you know, it's interesting that you can fire off these tweets and then like, okay, fine, we'll delete them. But like, if you're in the pit, if you're even like a slightly more than casual viewer, I feel like you're seeing this shit. And it exists. And we're going to talk about it. There's no way to like retract a tweet or an Instagram post or anything like that in Bachelor Nation now. As soon as it is out there, it is fucking out there. And there's Us Weeklies writing about it. People's writing about it. We're talking about it. You can't retract these things. So as much as the producers may want to crack down on it, it's like it's irrelevant. We can... I mean, we know what the fucking thing said. We're talking about it even though it no longer exists. I don't know. I don't know what's... <laughs> I don't know how this escalates at this point. But now we are really at a point in the sauce wars where the day after or the night of uh, an episode airing, there is this secondary thing that you have to do as a viewer, as a member of the fourth audience, which is watch Twitter, watch Instagram for who's going to contradict the edit and who's going to try to set the story straight about any of these relationships or the circumstances or whatever the case may be. There's like a second show now being produced by the players that exists only in <laughs> Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, which is fascinating to me. I enjoy watching that show. I do too. I do too. And the producers, for the most part, I mean, that thing that um, Florence said that we covered in the top of this about how the Australian one is like fun and this one is shitty. It's It really gets at this idea that nobody's having fun in the show anymore. And when you have this mm -hmm. amount of players coming out every fucking week to contradict the edit, try to set the record straight. I feel like that's a problem. The producers need to understand like, this is not what you want to be happening. You want people to be tweeting, oh my God, we had so much fun on the date where we got rolled up like churros or whatever, you know? Instead, it's this. I can't wait for you all to see what happens in the next episode. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> this shit sucks. <laughs> Yeah, this shit sucks as never usually the hallmark of uh, a good show, a fun experience from the people on the show. But we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. We only have obviously one more week of Bachelor in Paradise. It's going to be next week. And we're going to be breaking down um, each of those episodes individually. And we are not going to have a twibbon next week. We're going to take it off for Thanksgiving. We hope everybody has a good time spending with their friends and families. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we stand after this paradise. This is the highest level of sauce wars we have ever seen. I don't know if mm -hmm. 27 is going to be equally insane in terms of players contradicting the edit. Um, 
you know, we're going to get to something in Bachelor Nation news with the Dark Lord assuring us that season 27 will be different as he likes to do. That's kind of his like, this is the most dramatic season ever. That was DLP. Jesse Palmer's is like, this season's going to be different. He says that about every season. We hear you, Bachelor Nation. Do you remember that? When this motherfucker stood in an empty studio and said, we hear you, Bachelor Nation, and we're going to make it better. Then they give us this season of Bachelor in Paradise. He lied to us. (laughs) They lied to him. They said it would be better. Who's they? The show. (laughs) He is the show. I don't know how to convey this to you. He's a mouthpiece. That's right. But he knew what he signed up for. That's Lucian Protocol. He did not know what he signed up for. Are you joking? No one knows. There's no fandom like Bachelor Nation. Okay, let's just move on. I don't know. I don't know that there's any good conversation to be had here. That is the state of the game. We are again just week after week witnessing more and more of this insane tea play coming from almost every player this season has done something like this. All the main ones. So uh, we'll see what happens in the finale and in the uh, reunion show, the live reunion show. There's going to be some very interesting stuff happening there. I can't wait to see it. I'll just say this. I have some, I believe, confirmation. I don't know what the final edit of the show is going to be, but I do think that I have some confirmation that the pit might be very well represented in the audience of our live finale. And we cannot thank all pit members enough. Let's fucking go. We made that trek. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. But... Let's move on now to the next portion of our program in which we discuss the movements of the numbers up and down of the ratings and our social media numbers. This is This Week in Gains. We begin our Gains segment as we begin it every week by discussing those beautiful ratings. This week delivered a similar rating to last week for both Monday and Tuesday with a little bit of movement. The Monday episode of our beloved game pulled in a 0.45, which was down about 18% from last Monday, and it pulled in 2.26 million viewers overall, down about 7 from last Monday's show, 7%. But the Tuesday episode brought in a 0.5 demo with a 2.35 million viewer total. That's roughly the same as last Tuesday. And our beloved game came in third Tuesday night across the four major networks, losing out to The Voice on NBC and FBI on CBS but beating out the resident on Fox and the Winchesters on the CW who did manage to bring the heat with a point one. Congratulations to the Winchesters. Don't know what that show's about, but they're doing good work over there. I'm assuming it's a prequel to Supernatural. I still haven't looked it up. Is the Are the Winchesters in Supernatural? Yes. It's about two brothers. Oh, I didn't realize that. I assumed it was like, because there's now this glut of uh, Taylor Sheridan shows like Yellowstone and 1883 and all this fucking like cowboy type shit. I thought it was like a show about the family who made guns, the Winchesters. Is Winchester a type of gun? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, maybe that's an idea for a show. If anyone out there wants to produce the Winchesters <laughs> about the family who makes guns, hit me up. CW is the home for the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> They're more about the hotties. Right. The young hotties. And that... Uh, brings us to some other young hotties. Our top five Instagram gains this week. Gold medal in gains goes to Rodney Matthews. He gained 12K this week for his swan song exit bump, bringing him to 165K followers total. 
the silver medal in gains goes to that player who said this show fucking sucks, Genevieve Parisi. <laughs> she gained 9K this week for her double jungle path, Make Me Stays, which landed her at 201K followers total. Congrats on the 200K club. And the bronze medal in gains goes to... Victoria Fuller. She gained 8.3K for her colorful narrator play. Now she's at 665.3K total. Fourth place goes to Andrew Spencer. He added 8K followers this week for his Pace Case MVP status and Swan Song exit bump, bringing him to 337K total. And fifth place goes to Serene Russell. She added 5.6K this week for her 4TRR precog, bringing her to 127.6K total. And the top five total Instagram chart for November 17th, 2022 is as follows. Victoria Fuller sits atop the mountain with 665.3K. Hello, governor <laughs> of paradise. Andrew Spencer is in a distant second place. At 337K. Michael Alio, a.k.a. Zaddy Grocery Stores at 320K total. His paramour, Daniel Maltby, is in fourth with 287K total. And rounding out the top five is, in my opinion, the greatest player of Bachelor in Paradise Season 8, Aaron Clancy at 269K. And now for the top five TikTok chart. Brittany Galvin is in first with 144.4K. Victoria Fuller has 132.2K. Andrew Spencer has 90.6K. Aaron Clancy is at fourth with 64.9K. And Genevieve Parisi's in fifth at 48.2K. And that rounds out all of those beautiful numbers. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring, I'm ready to get out there, I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx, that's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer thank dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my 
dresser when all my clothes are washed, you know those special items, if you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Now it's time to get to those beautiful tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, one of the co-crowns of Bachelorette Season 19, Gabby Windy, has ended her relationship with her ring winner, Eric Schwer, two months after getting engaged. On October 31st, Gabby spoke to Fox News after Eric was notably absent from her Dancing with the Stars performance that night, as was her engagement ring. The lovable dingbat said, I think life is just really busy for the both of us right now. So I understand their concern, but we're just kind of, you know, going forward with each of our individual interests and supporting each other from afar. Co-crown Rachel Recchia wasted no time issuing some parasocial support for her sister in Christ with an Instagram story that read back to the streets alongside a photo of herself and Wendy dressed up and seemingly ready for a night on the town. Rumors that the dingbat might be involved with one of her fellow Dancing with the Stars competitors began to swirl after she posted a clip to Instagram of her semifinals performance with partner Val Chmakrovsky. I am so sorry about that one. And it was captioned, (laughs) we're going to finale. I'm filled with so many different emotions, excitement, fear, gratitude, and mourning that this experience will soon end. Thank you to everyone who has continued to support us, and I hope to make you proud next week. In response, what? Guadagnino? 
Yeah. Commented, good job, baby mama, to which Wendy replied, my main man. Wendy and Chmerkovsky will be facing tough competition for the season 31 mirror ball as they dance against Charlie D'Amelio and Mark Ballas, Wayne Brady and Whitney Carson and Shangela and Gelb Savchenko. The finale streams on Disney Plus Monday, November 21st. I think we predicted Charlie D'Amelio would win just based off the casting. Yeah. Got to get that Gen Z. Yeah, but whether she wins or not, I don't know. I think Gabby Wendy has a shot here. And if she were to take home the mirror ball, it would put her certainly at an elevated status. As we covered, she cracked a million followers while she was on this show. She'd do what the great one, Nick Vial, couldn't. What's that? And uh, the other great one, Caitlin Bristow, did win the mirror ball. Oh, Um, yeah. I mean, it's a post-game play. I would also argue that the great one has done things neither of them will ever do because they're all out of the game now. Okay. Okay. Glad we're settled (laughs) on that. Up next, some Bachelor Nation (laughs) news. We have important news from the front lines of the sauce wars. This week, Justin Glaze identified himself as a T player by revealing some interesting producer manipulation tactics on the current season of BIP. Glaze gave a publication called Hollywood Life the inside scoop telling them, I was under the impression that Eliza had just gotten there when I returned, but surprise, surprise, that wasn't the case. I was even told it wasn't one of my boys that she was talking to, but surprise, surprise, it was. So when I got down there and I have a date card and I see her sitting next to Rodney, I had to put two and two together. Of course, I hesitated because Rodney is my guy. I'm like, what am I even doing in paradise? Is Hollywood Life a real magazine? Is this a real quote? This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's a website. It's wild. This revelation that producers openly lied to him about Eliza's status and about her potential involvement with one of his close friends is further evidence of the highly produced nature of the sh- of the show this season. Glaze was essentially edited out of the entire finale of Bachelorette season 17, despite being a finalist. But now it seems that he is taking control of his narrative into his own hands to deliver some much appreciated tea as the sauce words continue to escalate. Justin Glaze, we thank you for your service. This shit is like real deep tea, in my opinion. And I agree. I wanted to highlight it in the news instead of putting it up top. We're talking about state of the game because this isn't just talking about edits now. This is talking about producer tactics lies that they tell players to get them to behave in certain ways. This is like an open mm-hmm. admission that he was manipulated with lies from the producers to come in and force this love triangle. It's like, ugh, it's hard to hear about. I hope that the real fresh friendships aren't affected by it. I mean, obviously they are. We saw Lindsay Windham say she and Kate are no longer friends. Yeah. But, um, yeah, being like, oh, oh yeah, she, she just got there. Out. She's not oh, with one of your boys. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And I mean, it's just, we say in How to Win the Bachelor, the producers are not your friends. They will say anything to get you to service their storylines. And this was obviously, I mean, they were, they needed this. They were like, we need, we need Justin back in here. I mean, they had never done that before. Unless you're a protected player, All bets are essentially off. And speaking of protected players, Grocery and Serenier 
are in the news this week after a recent elopement sent the nation into a whirlwind of speculation about possible reasons for getting married seemingly out of nowhere. In a YouTube video posted on November 3rd, Serenier said, A lot of people did ask if I was pregnant, which I guess makes sense. People are wondering if we had a shotgun <laughs> wedding because I'm pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Many speculate that the marriage might have something to do with green card status for Serena, who was originally part of the Canadian North, but alongside Grocery is now a proud member of the New York City influence. Although they have already entered into a legally binding contract with the United States government, the couple is still planning to have a second wedding for friends and family. And what's more, although they plan to keep the second event private, they have made it known they are open to a televised event for the right price. If somebody wants to pay us to put it on TV, let's go, Amabile. Quipped Pitt for her part, added, ABC, if you're listening, if you want to make something happen, we'll chat. But right now, I think we're just going to go ahead and keep it private. Let's go. <laughs> Whether the fourth audience winds up getting to see this wedding or not, it will certainly be covered in Bachelor Nation news, and we can't wait to see who is in attendance? I mean, that's going to be a who's who. I had totally forgotten that she was Canadian. This makes a lot more sense to me now. <laughs> yeah, I think that probably is what it was about. Or maybe it was just for them like a, we're going to get married. We should do it now for, I think, for that reason. And to just like start the ball rolling in terms of all the legal shit they're going to have to go through, financial shit they're going to have to go through. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe get those parasocial rates up, perhaps, being a married couple from the nation. Exactly. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, DLP has been flexing his darkness in anticipation of the upcoming Zach Shalcross Bachelor Season 27. The wielder of the first ever First Impression Rose told Us Weekly that Season 27 is the most emotional show that he's hosted so far. It's really all about the love story and romance and a little bit less about the drama, I think, the new Dark Lord said. The women are really into Zach. Zach's so emotionally mature and he's a guy that's not afraid to wear his emotions on his sleeve. He's very, very intentional. This is easily the most emotional show that I've hosted in the franchise. It's going to be emotionally charged, but it's because everybody really wants this. It's a totally different vibe than I've ever had hosting any of the other shows. I think he's doing amazing, and I can't wait for people to see his journey. I mean, DLP hasn't seen the edit, you know? I'm just saying. <laughs> nope, he hasn't. But he's told a season full of lies in service of that edit already. <laughs> and we can't wait for people to see this journey either for a wide variety of reasons, <laughs> none of which have to do with the dark propaganda that DLP is presenting to the fourth audience. <laughs> I do think season 27, if you're in the pit, I think you're going to like season 27. But I just want to say, <laughs> they got this motherfucker out here tap dancing in front of the cameras, just spewing lies about this, spewing them. You think it's a lie that, it, a lie that it's emotional? The women are really into Zach. Lie. Zach's <laughs> so emotionally mature. He's a guy that's not afraid to wear his emotion on his sleeve. He's very, very intentional. Lie, lie, lie. This is easily the most emotional show I've hosted the franchise. Lie. It's going to be emotionally charged. Maybe. Probably, actually. They'll break people down. That's true. How do you know that's a lie? We just saw on Bachelor of Paradise Season 8, 40 fucking people 
breaking down simultaneously sobbing because they were reduced to emotional rubble. Nothing like that is going to happen in in 27. You might get some isolated incidents of people having nervous breakdowns, including the lead. Of course, you're going to have that. But you're never going to have a giant group of people simultaneously being destroyed like that. Never. You can only do that on VIP. Yeah. You you can't get that many people crying at once. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a totally different vibe than I've ever had hosting any of the other shows. It'll be the same as Bachelor uh, Bachelor at 19. (laughs) Where they're trying to fuck everybody over constantly. I mean, maybe he's saying that like Zach cried more than produced tears more than Clayton. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm not going to say each one of these is alive by by our Dark Lord. I think we'll have to wait and see. Time will tell. Yep, time will tell. <laughs> Up next invention. <laughs> Nothing phases you except. My saying that DLP is a sweet man. I just can't see how you see that. And I can't tell if you're acting or not either. Uh, it's. What do you mean you can't see how I see that? You see him on his cooking shows. He's using his little puns. He's just like a little jovial little elf. Do you know who Ryan Seacrest is? Mm-hmm. I would not know. He does not give the same sweetness to me that DLP does. No, but he's like a, a seasoned, hardened veteran because he came from radio prior to ever doing TV. So he has like the host thing, just kind of like, hi, I'm gonna do my voice mm-hmm. exactly like this and whatever I'm saying, I don't fucking believe any of it. DLP is getting there and the volume of shows that he's hosting is testament to that. He can do his baking show. He can do ESPN college football. He is now doing Bachelor. He did the Ultimate Surfer. I do think the variety of shows adds to my impression. And like seeing him on the like holiday baking shows, like rubbing elbows with the moms and stuff. Like I think that affects him. He has, he's Canadian. He has intrinsically the feeling of a Canadian sincerity. I agree with you. Yes. It's a lie. This man presides okay. over the most emotionally abusive reality show on television with no problems. And he's telling us these things like, it's really about intentional people and emotions. He's under contract. He couldn't tell us if he had problems. That's what I'm saying. He signed the contract knowingly that basically says you're going to have to lie about all this shit and we'll pay you a fuckload of money for it. He's a dark lord. He's a dark lord. Do you read contracts people hand you? Yeah, I do. All right. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, one half of the Ferguson twins is expecting. Emily Ferguson took to Instagram to announce the new addition to her family with the main grid post of herself and hockey husband, William Carlson. The caption that read, starting a family was something we've talked about since early in our relationship. It's a dream come true to announce baby Carlson. Sparkle emoji shooting star emoji. We are so grateful and excited to share this news and look forward to this next adventure together. Face covered in hearts emoji. Hashtag pregnancy announcement. Hashtag pregnancy. She also included a video featuring her and Carlson playing with their dog who wore a bandana that read big bro. And the montage later showed the couple holding ultrasound photos. Congrats to E. Fergie on the next chapter in her love story. I bet H. Fergie will not be far behind. They seem to do things as a pair at all times. Right? 
how are they not pregnant at the same time? That was what I was thinking. <laughs> I wonder if they were like calling each other up like, okay, we're trying. Are you yeah. guys trying? Yeah, okay, we're trying. Okay, great. We have to be able to announce within the same week. Stick up their cycles. <laughs> okay, we're ovulating. <laughs> well, we'll see uh, uh, how far behind E. Fergie, H. Fergie is. But uh, congrats to E. Fergie. She was really a standout on her season 20, as was H. Fergie. Historical play. Historical play, absolutely. And finally, Bachelor Nation News, happy birthdays go out to Corinne Olympios, who turned 31 on November 11th, young Noah Erb, who turned 28 on November 15th, how long will he remain young Noah Erb, and Catherine Lowe, who turned 39 on November 16th. Happy birthday to all of them. Enjoy your next trip around our dying star. And now, it is time to delve into those plays that all of our favorite players are making off the field and on their devices, in the internet, in the multiverse, in the metaverse. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. Season 25 player and one of my personal favorite gore girls, Chelsea Vaughn, announced her brand new podcast, Vulnerable, with the trending TikTok sound, Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it. Stunning. Can't wait to see what she does on this podcast. Before Tuesday's game, Logan Palmer posted a message to Bachelor Nation on his Instagram stories. Just a reminder... This show brings out the best and worst in people and viewers. No matter who you decide to hate this week, remember it's a fun <laughs> show and you have no right to attack these people in their comments and inboxes. You don't know them as much as you'd like to think you do. And it's a picture of a bunch of the members of BIP season eight smiling. Interesting play. Uh, you know, it's a fun show. I like it. That's the one piece of this I would have taken out. The rest of it, I fully wholeheartedly um, agree with, but it's very hard for, I think, anyone to believe it's a fun show when you witness what has happened over the course of this Bachelor in Paradise Season 8, which is essentially just a cavalcade of emotional abuse and stress. Date night looks a little different with Kira and Romeo. In a TikTok and reel, we cut between Kira and Romeo as they escalate their date night through a variety of escalating S&M sex toys, including a riding crop, rope, and a ball gag. I watched this video so many times. I did too. It was so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> it's great. Absolutely fantastic. And I love all the comments that are like, being at a bar and seeing Romeo in a ball <laughs> with a ball gag in his mouth. Like, what are you thinking? Absolutely. I, I love seeing what Kira is doing with really almost nothing. They gave her very yeah. little in by way of the main game. And she did everything the producers asked. They still eliminated her early mid-season. But it doesn't matter. She's out here doing the most with it. And it's like, this is really what you have to do. If you're an early elimination in the main game, you come into paradise, you basically have to do what the producers say, but do it in a fun, funny way. And then continue that narrative out in your social media. Really... Fantastic play. You don't let the nation forget you. One of my favorite couples to come out of this season. <laughs> Speaking of someone the nation forgot, Lindsay Wyndham 
posted a funny revenge TikTok with her running away with the words on screen that say, me running from the post-show DMs from the boys that turned down my date right after filming with the caption, but at least you apologized at Logan Siegel, hashtag cap cut. The TikTok has 10.3K likes and 238.9K views. Season six Bachelorette Ali Fedotowski, now Ali Mano, got her whole family involved in producing a parody video of the now infamous cutie scene from Love is Blind season three. Her TikTok has 441.2K views and 18.1K likes. However, there can be only one winner. Logan Palmer showed off his wealth in a TikTok this week after Kate Gallivan's comments on his financial situation aired on Paradise. In the video, <laughs> shot like a rap music video, Logan poses in front of his orange car, producing various items for the camera, including Monopoly money, his Costco membership card, and a Chipotle bowl with extra guac to the song Magnolia by Playboy Cardi. The caption reads, Maximum Riz, hashtag Bachelor Paradise, hashtag FYP. The offering has 34.4K likes and 359.6K views. Such a stellar play. It's yes. in reference to what's happening in the show. It's genuinely hilarious. It shows that he can take whatever's going on in the show, the bad edits, whatever may be happening to him in service of the relationship. He can turn it into a fucking joke. He is still having fun. Also, he has made a lot of very strong TikToks. I would say he and Brittany Galvin are are producing some of the the strongest things that we're seeing out of TikTok. And I laughed so hard watching this. I watched it multiple times. Stunning. And also, anything that has Chipotle in it gets a bump up in my book. (laughs) The minutia of the video, the way he is... Uh, holding his fingers in some of the hand poses. It's like (laughs) the attention to detail that he puts into it is really remarkable. I would encourage anybody to go watch this if you haven't seen it yet. It's truly a a thing of beauty. Really a lesson in exactly what you should be doing after you're coming out of Bachelor in Paradise or in reference to something happening in the game. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things. And I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. But now, let's move on to those plays that the non-humans are making. We're talking about those creatures, of course. Elise was moving out of Belakai's place, but the pups are still going to see each other. We saw a uh, post to that end. We saw Percy making a surprise cameo in Hunter Hagee's TikTok with Brittany Galvin, Romeo Alexander, Nate Olakoya, Johnny D. Filippo, and Andrew Spencer, a star-studded cast. We had Becca Martinez posting a cute snap of her cat reminding everyone that she adopted both of her cats from fellow Bachelor Nation alum Cassie Randolph. But the winner, of course, was Rambo. 
in what we believe are the final months of his life still, uh, Hayden Markowitz posted a cute Instagram story of Rambo that is a picture of Rambo with an I voted sticker attached to his forehead. And it says, I voted and Rambo voted for more treats. Congratulations to Rambo. Really a cute creature. We hope he's doing okay. And we love that he voted. We love a creature who's also a patriot. (laughs) He's a treat patriot. Congrats to Rambo. Congrats, Hayden Markowitz. And now it is time to move on to that portion of our program in which Pace Case and I descend to the darkest corners of this pit that we hath dug for our own selves (laughs) and issue forth our screams. This is Screams from the Pit. We have a joint scream this week. That's how you know it's a very special occasion. Clues and I took two separate airplanes to New York City, the Big Apple, for a clandestine event we cannot yet speak of. We met up with Emma Gray of the Love to See It podcast. Unfortunately, no Claire Fallon but I uh, did have the best vegan meal of my life, oh. this chorizo burrito. Congratulations. Are you vegan now? Mm, I got vegan food in me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not on the gruel game yet. When we were sitting on your couch three years ago-ish God. and talking about writing How to Win the Bachelor and starting a podcast in service of fleshing out that book, I never pictured we would be <laughs> flying to the East Coast, the biggest city in America. That's right. <laughs> to, to do this. <laughs> and we just wanted to thank everyone who has come on this journey with us. It's uh it's been a great a great ride. And I told Grace Ann who lives in the Big Apple that I the, the city was very overwhelming. I, I yeah. felt like a farmer going there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe Los Angeles isn't a city. It's more a series of neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, Los Angeles is really an experience. Um, I would also say, yes, I, I agree with you. It's astounding that in three years it's gotten to this point. But I would also say that it's not just us or the pit. There's also something else that's happened. And our, our meeting up with Emma was a testament to this the tier of other people that are covering the show in kind of the same way we are or talking about similar things. It's cultural relevance and how reality TV shows are produced and all that kind of stuff. That has also grown. And it was fantastic to be able to sit Mm -hmm. with Emma and talk about these similar experiences that we're having as people who have essentially taken this on as a lifestyle. That is fascinating (laughs) to me too. Essentially, you know, talking to somebody else who's in the pit. And, you know, we were kind of talking about the idea that there needs to be a little bit of a unionization happening within our tier of people who cover the show. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, I hope that it does. We're in early discussions. (laughs) Yeah, we're in very early discussions of it, but I think it's coming. Um, You know, obviously I don't see The Bachelor going anywhere. Certainly I don't see reality TV going anywhere or dating shows going anywhere. So I think the longer that it's around and the more people like us there are, the more likely it is that those people are going to start to get together and talk about our experiences and 
really what is our role in any of this. Um, mm-hmm. I just found that very fascinating. But again, we can't thank everybody in the pit enough for coming on this ride with us and seeing where it's going. And we still don't know where it's going to end. If it ever fucking will, it may end with one, either you or I dying at like age 95. I will never die. Oh, congratulations. Pace case has achieved mm-hmm. immortality in some way. This is why you like dark Lord Palmer, isn't it? He's given you some dark gift of immortality. <laughs> now I'm starting to see. Now I'm starting to see. DLP and I alone shall live forever. <laughs> DLP, if you're listening, I'm happy to also uh, portray my support for you on the Game of Roses podcast if you'll give me the same dark immortality. Now, mm. let's move on to another scream. As we do each week, we play screams from our Discord. If you want to submit your screams to potentially be played right here and have Pace Case and I listen to it and analyze it, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. You join us in the pit. You get access to the Discord. Not now. I'm talking about the Patreon. <laughs> oh, wow. You can upload your own scream a minute or less, <laughs> and we play some of the very best ones right here. This scream comes to us this week from Sushi89. Let's give it a listen. Hi, Pitt. This is my scream. This past weekend, my boyfriend of seven years proposed. It was perfect. We were at the beach at sunset drinking champagne. Um, And afterwards, we were exchanging some love levels. He said, blah, 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 love of my life. And I was like, yeah, you know, I knew you were the one from almost the very beginning, blah, blah, blah. He said, well, I'm sorry it took me so long. And then it's almost as if a demon overtook me. Without a second thought, I replied, well, you know, it was worth the wait. I couldn't help it. Started cackling about Maddie Prue and Trizzy Trout and the glorious veil. Um, of course, I had to explain myself back all the way up to PP's season, explaining who Sweetnums is and why she's so important to our beloved game. Ended on the current discourse around Maddie's inevitable Christian mega ministry domination. Anyway, what I'm saying is that I made it maybe about four minutes post-engagement before doing a fully deranged deep dive straight into the pit. Still didn't ruin the moment. Still was the best day ever. And now my fiance is a little deeper in the pit with the rest of us. Praise be our beloved game. First of all, great voice. Sushi. (laughs) Yeah. One of the best sushi voices I've ever heard. I love when we get proposal screams. (laughs) Yeah. It's very like you only get a few of those those moments in your life, like those really like momentous times where your life is going to go in a different direction. And the fact that you're thinking about Madison Pruitt's wedding veil at that time is, it's definitely a deep scream. It makes me want to, if I ever get married, (laughs) have the same veil because it's so funny. (laughs) I agree. I also enjoyed from Sushi hearing that not only... Was it just a one-liner that made her laugh about Madison Pruitt's fail? It was then also a subsequent explanation of who Madison Pruitt is, her role in season 24. (laughs) It became a much deeper, as Sushi herself said, a much deeper dive into the pit and a dragging of her now fiancé a little bit deeper into the pit, too. But I agree with you. I absolutely love to hear screams that are about these big moments in your life and how even those, these things that are only about your life, your happiness, the direction you want to take, even those moments, if you're deep in the pit, they are not separated from The Bachelor. Nothing is. 
That really is, in my opinion, indicative of what it means to to be down here in the darkness, down here in the depths. I feel this. I mean, I don't. I don't know that there's a moment in my life now that the Bachelor doesn't touch. I don't really think there is. Even when I'm talking about shit that is not Bachelor related, there's always <laughs> <That's a> scream. <laughs> there's a fucking motor running in the background of like Bachelor shit. Always, like literally fucking always. And I like it. It feels good. I want to indulge <laughs> it as much as I can. I now have found that I start taking pleasure in moments in the real world where I can interject Bachelor. I'm interjecting it constantly in my, the running commentary in my mind, especially when I hear like terms. I'll even hear like just the phrase like it's like and then I'm ruined. Same. Same. It's like or it's giving any of that shit. <laughs> I I feel like that was a deeper scream from you. The uh, bachelor is touching every moment of your life now. My Zoom little name, you know, you can have your little name down at the bottom of your Zoom icon. Mine is Bachelor Clues because I started mm. this Zoom account specifically for us to be able to record our show and, you know, make Zoom videos or whatever. Do you leave it up on your other meetings? Well, I just forget that it's there. And so I'll have meetings like yeah. TV meetings, movie meetings, whatever. And I pop into the thing and initially all executives are always like, Bachelor Clues, what's that about? And then it's like the first 15 <laughs> minutes of a meeting is just a fucking let me drag you into the goddamn pit. And I love it. I fucking love it. I like that. It's like peacocking on your Zoom. <laughs> exactly. And it's also a very weird way to derail meetings because it's like, oh, yeah, I know we're supposed to be talking about this TV <laughs> pitch or this movie or whatever. But let me tell you what I really do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> At any rate. Enough of that. Yeah. Let's talk about the real stuff. But uh, thank you again, Sushi89, for this beautiful scream. And congratulations on the engagement. We hope that it is a, a lifetime filled with love and conversations about The Bachelor, of course. I know. I thought it was almost going to end as like, and once I got to the Madison Pruitt in uh, Ministries, the engagement was off. <laughs> 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 that is a scream I hope to never hear that somehow in the no, middle of a proposal, no. you derail your own life by going into the pit. Please don't let that happen to anyone. But thank you again, Sushi, for sending in this scream. And again, if anyone wants to submit their own screams, you just go to patreon.com slash roses. Get in that discord. Send us that one minute or less scream. We may play it right here. But that wraps up this week in Bachelor Nation. Again, next week, just a reminder, we're going to have two episodes for you. But they're going to come out on Tuesday and Wednesday. They're going to be recaps of the BIP Monday night and Tuesday night episodes. We will be off for Thanksgiving. So there will be no end of week episode. We hope that everyone out there in the pit gets to spend some uh, good time, quality time with loved ones and friends. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,543 days. Without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. 
please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 